Sometimes something beautiful happens in this world. You don't know how to express yourself, so you just gotta sing. from Minnesota, but I was born and raised a Packers fan. However, um, I have divisional loyalty, which means that I'm basically morally obligated to cheer for the Vikings, even though I don't want to. Oh, Jesus. Just, hey, I'm sorry, John. It's just how things are. Divisional loyalty, that's like when you have uh, two kids in a separation and you like really like one of them. Yeah, that's... yeah, and so you you just basically say, I would prefer to have my favorite, but since I can't, I guess I'll take the one that I like less. Yeah, that's the kind of thing that like uh, Cowboys and Yankees fans default to when they're debating over who's a bandwagon fan. Oh, dude, don't even go there. You don't. Have, you have no idea how hard it is growing up in Minnesota being a Packers fan. I took so much shit, and all the people that gave me shit would not cheer for the Packers if they were in the playoffs. So I'm just taking the moral high ground. There you go. Stay on those morals. I, I wait for my team to get in there, and I'm just like, fuck them. I'm not rooting for them today. I'm a poor weather you- fan. <laughs> Are you a Bronx fan, Tim? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm a Tim Tebow fan. Jesus God, they fucking love him so much. And it's like, he's so a product of ESPN and ESPN only. Wizards magic is for sale thing that always crops up every couple of years. You know, everybody's saying, oh, they're prepping it for like a 2020 or 2021 sale. And, and it's like, well, who the fuck is actually going to buy this thing? I'll fucking pitch in. What do they want? Like 50, a 50 cent piece? This thing is going down like a fucking... Are you guys ready to start this? Oh, I thought we started already. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, no, 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 no. We're saving the good stuff. All right. Fuck welcome. that. I was making funny. Off the clock. I want my money back. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. These dudes, these dudes, they asked me to record with them. And, and now I'm on a government list. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now I can actually fucking hear shit. Sorry, dude, like, audio went completely to where I could not fucking hear it, like, right at the end there. Is the show over now? Yeah, we're done. 
Cool. That was fun, guys. That was good. Yeah, lots of fun. Thanks for coming on, Jeff. Okay, speaking of, I really got to go because my wife is probably done with her bath bomb and hungry, and I right. don't want to sleep. It's outside. It's cold tonight. Tell her, yeah, tell her to eat some sure. Tide Pods. I heard that's the new jam. <laughs> don't get the kid addicted to it now. <laughs> that's going to totally be the intro. <laughs> Ask her to eat some <laughs> Tide Pods. My eyes are red. I've been burning, I've been burning the reason why my eyes are red. I've been Alright, welcome to Magic and Hash. My name's Tim. You might know me from Aethercast. I tried to explain to my five-year-old daughter that it's okay to accidentally poop in your pants, but she's still making fun of me. And joining me from Cast from Exile, who do we have? Howdy, homies. Sid the Swami here. And just, uh, I don't know, man. You know how, like, you love somebody and they want to share every aspect of your life, but eventually they just become a parasite, draining all the fun out of everything that you ever try to do? That being said, uh, everybody say hey to my girlfriend, Bella. A man coming off his 24-hour Twitter ban for telling at Balky Bartokamus, go back to your shithole country, John Holland! Well, hey, at least my energy is not banned in standard. Further inspection shows that he was legally staying with a one cousin Larry, so it's all good. It checks out. Well, I don't care. He's he's been a perfect stranger for over thirty years now, so he needs to get a green card or go home. Ouch! And our special guest, a man who works twenty-two hours a day and three hundred and sixty-four of those days per year, so he can be our sugar daddy and sole Patreon supporter, Jeff Bauer. Uh, hi. Sorry, I was going for the the fifth element, Bruce Willis thing. Obviously, that didn't work. Um, so I'll type pass. I'll, <laughs> I'll just go ahead and say I spent the last um, well, about the hour and a half before we got on the call cleaning up dog shit inside the house and washed my hands about a dozen times, and they still smell. So I'm not in a real great mood. It's like editing this podcast. All right. <laughs> yeah, he's in good company. So, is that what you do uh, 22 hours a day and professionally is clean dog shit? And how is the dog shit cleaning business? <laughs> no, I don't do that professionally. I just get to do it when I get home and my wife's out of town. So, oh, so you do it as like a hobby, like you love dog shit. So, it's yeah, like what you I do mean, in the very little spare time that you have. Right, right. The only reason that I'm in a bad mood is because my hands still smell. Otherwise, I would love it. I just forgot the gloves. I, I just forgot the gloves. I hate those late night That's bars. That's what Jim said. You can't get this <laughs> fishy, fishy smell off your hands the next day. It's terrible. Yeah, right. I, I just forgot the gloves. That's what everybody who's being kicked out of being a uh, judge or store owner because they're on the pedal list is saying these days. John, that's an excellent uh, segue. God, that segue was great. John is the segue champion. Goddamn right. I can Damn it. that motherfucker doing 180 power slide. I've had that slide. title for like a year, man. I can't believe I finally lost the segue championship. Like, what a fall from grace this is for me. <laughs> I'll be over here brooding. So I was searching the story you want to talk about here, John, and you're talking about the judges. So basically, the Hambly story, the 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 magic gate blew up. He he revealed that uh, there were some magic judges who had uh, you know child porn charges and stuff like that, uh, child molestation charges, and they were still allowed to be judges, even though they people of power knew that they had those charges. They've since been uh, exposed and 
um, removed from wizard stuff like that. But looking up the story, the names of the articles are like Magic the Pedophiling and fucking like uh, Little Boy Gate and shit like that. It's 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 fucking funny. Yeah, and and just because I know we're gonna get hate mail, it's it's hate mail at gmail You know, we're we're there's all these fucking people out there and you know each one of these stories are different but we're not talking about like you know some 18 year old dating a 17 year old or shit like that i mean we've got an owner in McHenry, illinois who it doesn't give his age but he is clearly a grown-ass man excuse me sir i beg to differ uh sexually molested a 15 year old uh, we've got another guy who is a level two judge, I believe, three years from molesting two sit students. Uh, we've got another guy, we're 38 years old, I think this is a level three guy, and he's got indecent liberties to solicit sex from a child. And, uh, finally here, we've got another one about, uh, felony charges for sexual abuse of children possessing child pornography in a incidents back to 2013. So, I don't want to hear this shit about, oh, if it was ancient Rome, and oh, blah, blah, well, they've done their time, and blah, blah. I mean, this is not shit that happened, like, a decade ago. This is all recent. This is all serious. This is all people where, you know, let's forget about being allowed in a store to play magic with children. I mean, they're on a fucking, they've been found guilty by a judge or a jury, you know, so how the fuck are they able to advance to be judges? Like one of the guys, he had 22 counts of child pornography, but I mean, they were all at once. So, I mean, can you really blame them? So, so you're Tim. You're saying he just had a bad night, and that's what he's in trouble for. Like they he found just his got stash. wasted. Yeah, you know, you're like, ah, shit. They got the fucking hard drive. Damn. So up until this point, there was no kind of background checks or any kind of safety measures that would prevent baby fuckers from being involved in uh, Magic the Gathering in any way. See that? They're digging your grave. Tick tock, kid fucker. Well, uh, well, that's what makes this story really bad is because it broke because uh, a couple of people had apparently reported some of these people, you know, up through the whole uh, judge misconduct uh, email or fucking radio button or whatever it is on the website, and nothing happened. And then when they spoke up about it, it appears that you know there was some backlash from wizards with a couple of statements they made about, uh, uh, you know, oh, well, the, this isn't our problem anymore. These people aren't judges anymore. It's just not handled very well. And the system didn't work that's there for reporting judges. And doesn't it make sense that anybody that's going to interact that frequently with kids should have some sort of background check? <laughs> hey, kids, I'm a clown. I used to substitute teach once in a while, and... I mean, I had to get fingerprinted by the police, like, and yeah, obviously it's a school, it's not a magic tournament, but in any sort of realm where you have the opportunity to use authority to take advantage of children, doesn't it make sense to have a background check? You will respect my authority! And if you fail a background check, shouldn't you just, like, buy an ice cream truck? I mean, <laughs> isn't like the ne that the next natural progression? Well, the, the ice cream company sure as hell won't let you borrow one of theirs if you fail a background check. So, yes, I guess you have to buy an ice yeah. cream truck. Well, and there's so many food trucks out there that you could easily afford one, and you wouldn't even have to have ice cream. You just ring the bell until the kids walk up and then sneak them in the back. I think that's why those guys were in trouble for sneaking them in the back. So is this why they stopped giving out those judge reward foils? Aww. Because like oh, foil Phyrexian script Elish Norns being used to buy the silence of sexual assault victims? You saw nothing. Yeah, the cops are bought off hey. with alpha black lotuses and shit. It was, it was it was pretty crazy. He's like, check it out. I've got this foil 90s artifact foil batter skull. You saw nothing, officer. You saw nothing. I see nothing. I know nothing. The thing I don't get is like, 
I think we all understand, you know, there's hundreds of thousands of people who played Magic. There's no way you can background check every of them every day. But if you're like a judge, I mean, there, there are companies out there that'll run background checks on a list of names and socials. I mean, this is something that should be done like twice a year. Big bucks, no whammy, stop! Yeah, and it's, it's not, not like expensive. You know, it's not uncommon. It's, it's just kind of like, why wouldn't you be doing this? Exactly. Wizards can definitely afford it. Well, it, they have hard enough time getting fucking goobers to want to spend their weekend judging competitions over other goobers, but now they have to like go through a background check. It's just like... And who could forget dear rat boy? Rat boy? I resent that. I was thinking about taking a level one judge thing, but it was just because it was convenient. I'm not going to fucking... You know, go talk to police willingly if I don't have to. That, and it's not even really Wizard that's employing probably about 99% of these judges. I mean, aside from the Pro Tour, judges are being employed by these tournament organizers like Cascade Games or something like that. Well, and they aren't even paid in money most of the time. They're usually well, that's, paid that's, like in card boxes and shit. That's part of the response that kind of got him in trouble is this whole like, well, they don't work for us and we have nothing to do with judges. We're just the ones that you know certify judges or whatever which is obviously the wrong answer because Look, if we're willing we, to take responsibility yeah, for exactly. our pedophiles but we can't be held responsible for every pedophile that plays magic well, it's, okay that's just it's, ridiculous it's kind of this dual standard of like you know oh well you can't use uh sleeves so don't have the uh, certification stamp on them or you can't use a, a play mat that uh, a judge finds objectionable, or there's all these other things that like can get you a player in trouble from the DCI or Wizards of the Coast for going to play one of these things that's not put on by them. You know, it's put on by Trojan or whoever. Trojan man. But when it comes to the judges, oh well, we don't have any responsibility over them diddling kids. Yeah, and wouldn't it be ironic if? Like one of the kids had the like Chandra Liliana lesbian game mat, and then later got molested by a judge. That play mat's awesome. I, I need to get one of those. There's also I heard there's one with like Jason, like Gideon or something. Get it on. Yeah, I'm on. Sorry, I got sidetracked. Um, I'm glad you didn't say their names, John. That's pretty cool. Like you're keeping up, you know our cred and stuff like that, but we'll just use like pet names like Ross P or, um, <laughs> I mean, our Prochner. I, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but I mean, that's just, it's a terrible nickname. It doesn't even roll off the tongue, but yeah, roll off the tongue. Nice for How do you feel about people, not even judges that are like child molesters, but what, what about like some fat, greasy child molester guy who's been charged before going to just play in one of these tournaments? If they find out that one of their players is a child molester, do they ban them? I think so. I mean, they banned the guy that date raped uh, some girl and got found guilty of it. And in my opinion, I mean, rape is terrible, but the rape of children is uh, fucking even worse. You know, like, well, uh, here's here's kind of my take on it. Like, the problem is that we're having this conversation because I really don't think that Wizards wants to be in a position where they're saying, well, this guy can play magic, but this guy can't play magic. I mean, you're going to let somebody who's got like a murder rap or, you know, a rape rap or something like that play, but you're not going to let somebody who was busted for child pornography play. I mean, there's all kinds of false equivalencies in there, and I just don't think they want to be the arbitrators of that. I mean, I will say that. There's got to be a line somewhere because I know a lot of guys where they're on probation for something or, you know, they've got a record and they need some place to go on Friday night that doesn't have alcohol, doesn't have, you know, whatever bad stuff they were into before. Two shots of Jaeger, tequila, four bong hits, man, beer, cheeseburger. You know, in a form for Friday night magic, they'd be out there running the street and getting in trouble. So... I mean, I'm not saying that, like, if you've got a rap sheet, you shouldn't play Magic, but, you know, come on, Wizards. Like, if you had just checked the names prior, we wouldn't be having this conversation. 
Well, and no, and you're absolutely right, man. And magic is a huge, like they have a huge market in the prison system. But the fact is, is that if it was just adults playing this game, then I would see what you're saying, John. Like if they were going to a place and playing something like uh, karaoke or I don't know trivia at a bar where it's like 21 and up. But truth in is like these guys shouldn't be if they have a problem like that and, you know, they're trying to get help and trying to get better. They should not be putting themselves in a situation where they're going to be exposed to something that would be triggering to them. Like, you know, going to a card shop where there's going to be younger cats. Like, oh, yeah, there's usually always all ages of people there, you know, and a lot of them happen to be like around 10 to 15 something, you know. If I'm a store owner and I've got an mm. edict from Wizards that says nobody that's on the sex, of, sex offender registry can play magic, and I've got to tell a guy, you know, hey, you know, you're you're on this registry, you can't play. But then there's another guy where you know he's in there, and everybody knows that he's got a history with women or something like that, or or you know, black people or oh hell no, pick your minority or whatever. And just because he's not on this list that's kind of above and beyond the criminal record. You know, I agree with you. Of course, we shouldn't have pedophiles in the stores and everything, but I don't want murderers in the stores. I don't want rapists in the stores. I don't want, you know, people who are out there fucking dressing up in sheets at night in the stores. But there's no list for them. Yet. But at Magic and Hash, we're working on something, John. Well, so basically what you're saying, John, and, you know, obviously correct me if I'm wrong, but I, if you're saying what I think you're saying, I tend to agree with you, which would be um, you could start with a felon list. You could even start with just a sexual offender list and still allow people to play. And if they can come into a shop and leave without doing something terrible, I mean, obviously like you should be reformed by the time you come out of prison, but I think we all know that's not necessarily the case. And I think John, you were getting at that with Friday night magic being therapeutic for people with a record. Cause it's, you know, someplace to go where there's not necessarily the temptations you have if you're not a child molester. But do you just create a felon list and tell every felon that comes in, no, you can't play? Or is it sort of a staged, you know, behavioral thing? Like if you show well, up I'm, and you. I'm saying that's where this is going to go, you know, and I don't know the solution. I'm not saying I have a perfect solution or anything, but because wizards didn't do their job up front. This is the position you're going to put store owners in. Right. And, right. Uh, you know, and just one more thing on this. And we've talked about this before. Everybody knows there's shops that are more adult than other shops and not, you know, like pornographic or anything like that. If you're a 10 year old kid, you've got no reason to be at an FNM that starts at eight o'clock at night. You know, you right. go to the other place where it starts at four or something like that. So, you know, obviously, if you're, you know, if you're the pedo and you're showing up for the 3.30 Pokemon after school thing, you need to get the fuck out of there. Well, some shops run them congruent. Like, when there's, like, a game day or something like that, usually they have the Pokemon and stuff like that on the weekends. So, they'll set up the shop so that the kids are on one side and the Magic players are on the other side. I feel that they want to just create, like, an environment that's friendly because it is kind of a kid's game. And if, if you do ban somebody who, who is a child molester, like, how much are you really taking away from them to play Magic? But I feel like a felon or whatever, you know, if, if as long as they're not, like, currently wanted on charges, I mean, everyone has a chance for redemption unless you touch a baby's booty hole. <coughs> then you're fucked. No Magic for you. So Well, it's just the nature of the game magic the gathering even compared to any other game makes it a lot easier to exploit it for the purposes of taking advantage of young people and uh, being able to use it as a vehicle to uh, get somebody uh, like a victim to get them to drop their guard and stuff like that i know in particular you know, at eight, when I was age maybe 26 or 27, I would hang out a lot with this guy who was only like 16 or 17 years old. And it was, you know, only because him and I both like to smoke and play magic. Um, but you could see like how somebody, if they didn't know me, 
might be like, well, why is this, you know, adult hanging out with this teenager? It doesn't really make a lot of sense. Yeah. And that's completely fair, Sid, because there's I when I was in the Navy, like one of my best friends volunteered with uh, Boys and Girls Club. And when he would take his minority little brother and, you know, my buddy was white when he would take his minority little brother out to McDonald's, like he'd be getting a side eye. Like he was taking the kid out for ice cream to tempt him or something. And it's, that's fucked up too. Yeah. I, uh, I basically around the shop around here, there's some teenagers that play. They're like 15, 16 or whatever. And, uh, there's a, a tournament on Saturday and, and at F and M they asked if they get a ride. So I told him, meet him at the shop, drive him there. But like their parents were all weird. They're like, what are you going to go with this guy? And it's like, Granted, I was I was smoking blunts when I showed up. Um, just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I didn't smoke blunts. I was like a nice guy. He fucking rolls down the window in this big thing of cups. Hey, I'm your hey. kids. Are those your kids? You want to get high? Your kids can't get high till after. It's, it's okay. I got an air freshener. No, but I was legit and I was nice. But it's like you do feel like they think I'm gonna like try Don't to kid- kidnap kids. their kids or something. <laughs> well, speaking of, this is not exactly about arguing about how many angels dance on the head of a pin because uh, I think one of the greatest lies is that uh, there aren't a lot of pedos out there because everybody, everybody in this country knows at least two or three pedos, and that is a fact. It's true. Like this uh, Ross P guy, or uh, sorry, I meant um, R. Bragsner. Don't you think it's funny that this is a direct result from Wizards taking action for the social justice warriors to take out Jeremy Hambly on Sleeve Media? Like, they moved forward to appease the general audience, and then he's like, oh yeah, well, these people are way fucking worse than me. Like, they put themselves in this position, right? And it's like, he's kind of an asshole for exposing these guys, but they didn't have a right to fucking drop him out of magic for being an asshole, that's fucking stupid. Well, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. And I said it during the Travis episode, which everybody should go and listen to if they haven't. The terms of engagement and all the licensing and stuff, it cuts both ways. And if they're using it to slice people like T-Woo and to slice into those groups, then they should expect stuff like this to slice back if they're not on top of it. And everybody knows they're not on top of it when it comes to player management. So this is probably just the tip of the iceberg. And kind of the history of magic has always been these change comes through these really weird, like onesie twosie kind of things, like the whole thing about announcing the card and before tapping mana and all that stuff. So, uh, you know, it's in one way, it's kind of par for the course for wizards. How's that, Wizards? How's your booty hole feel now? So, Sid, how was pre-release? Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, Rivals of Ixalan is out now. You know, the set's been really cool for Limited so far. It's a lot better, I feel like, than just Triple Ixalan. Like, I feel like at Common and Uncommon, you got a lot more cards that you're happy to play with and a lot less jank, unplayable crap. Um, we got, of course, uh, another standard ban with uh, the new set coming out, but I guess I'm jumping ahead. Yeah, I did um, the pre-pre-release on MTGO, um, and then, of course, I did the midnight pre-release over at Star City Games, Game Center. Every time I go to that place, it just gets worse and worse smelling. Like, this time I walked in, and it smelled like they had literally just got done making, like, a fucking Golden Showers video. With It was like a Golden Showers bukkake on, like, an 11-year-old boy. That's purely speculation, though. I like videos sometimes <laughs> i i've yet to find yeah, like have you ever done a vr golden showers yet? No, i feel I... like that would be my way to ease into it be like well <laughs> if i can get peed on in the with a vr headset on without freaking out maybe i can get peed on in real life eventually isn't, isn't that like the new rick rolling people send you a link and it's some kind of disgusting vr I don't know, but I'm going to look up 
of VRP porn now. That's so funny that I haven't seen that yet. Oh, don't yet. do it. That's don't so do it. fucking funny. It's the cleanest way to do it, right? Fuck. That's oh, funny. God. <laughs> well, Tim tonight. Good night, everybody. Well, now I just don't. I don't have to bring out all the plastic and shit. I can just fucking. Speaking of people who need banned from stores, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm glad you got my perfect strangers reference earlier, John. That was hot. That was sweet. Yeah, it wasn't. Wasn't that one of their Olympic events peeing on each other? Sometimes the world looks perfect. Nothing. Yeah, dude. Sometimes you just. So, Sid, what what got banned? A bunch of energy stuff? Well, so, yeah, the energy stuff got banned. Now, a tune with ether. A tune with ether. One green mana for a sorcery. Search your library for a basic land card. Reveal it. Put it into your hand. Then shuffle your library. Get two energy. I think, like, a lot of people on Twitter were calling for this to get banned because it enabled players to basically play four and five colors uh usually four i don't think they ever wanted to play white for anything um so that was gone and then they got rid of the rogue refiner tube rogue refiner one green blue for a three two creature human rogue when rogue refiner enters the battlefield draw a card and you get two energy because i guess most of the energy decks were green blue just to play that card because it just kind of did so much uh, for one card. And then um, a couple of cards from our boy Sean Corb's deck got banned too. They got rid of the Ramanop Ruins. Ramanop Ruins. Land Desert. Tap, add one colorless to your mana pool. Tap, pay one life, add red to your mana pool. Two red red tap, sacrifice a desert. Ramen up ruins, deals two damage to each opponent. And the one that really left a lot of people scratching their heads and nuts simultaneously, Rampaging Ferocidon. Rampaging Ferocidon. Two and a red for a 3-3 creature dinosaur. With menace, players can't gain life. Whenever another creature enters the battlefield, Rampaging Ferocidon deals one damage to that creature's controller. Pretty new guy. I uh, wasn't seeing main deck play right away. It was really more of a sideboard card, if that was my understanding. But yeah, so those four cards were banned in standard, and it just is a continuing trend now. Like, shit gets banned in standard all the time now, it feels like. And because um, this is like the third banning in less than a year and a half, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but at least we're making progress. There's only one, uh, yeah, one card from uh, Ixalan that was banned. So you know, yay. Jeff, you don't play standard. You're kind of more of a casual player. Does it discourage you as a player to spend a couple hundred dollars on a deck, seeing how they ban cards so often? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, I grew up with people that played, and I still see them once in a while. And so, just having a deck on hand to play casually is no big deal and once in a while we'll drop some money and it's you know for us it's completely unrestricted because it's casual but to get into even you know friday night magic anything that's constructed having not played in like 20 years before 2017 i would say yeah it's i mean it's super intimidating and now that you know that it's rampant with child molesters does that Change your uh, opinion of F and M. Um, I don't have kids, and I look like a child molester, so I really hope I can keep going. I think that's what drew you to me. I was like, "Hey, we look alike. Look at this guy." <laughs> oh, for God's sake! Uh, well, geez. the the scary thing to me is that you know, of course, people have brought up, "Hey, like you know, a decent percentage of the energy cards are now fucking banned from standard." And Morrow's response is that, well, we just didn't price energy correctly, which uh, is kind of a bullshit excuse. And somebody directly asked him, where's energy on the storm scale? And he didn't even get a number other than to say it's coming back. So this is fucking coming back. 
definitely when Kaladesh rotates. Uh, we're definitely not done with energy, and that is so disappointing to me. Like, as good as the energy cards are, none of the energy cards are making an impact in any formats outside of standard. It's not like there's a shitload of energy cards in the MTGO Vintage Cube. You know, which is like all the most broken cards. Energy is nowhere to be found in there. Like when I played, you know, when I stopped playing 98, 99, Morrow was still like God. And I don't, is that still the case? Like, oh, he thinks he is. (laughs) He's like Trump right now. Grab him by the pussy. Oh, okay. He's a clown in an office. Yeah, he, uh, he just took a swipe at the Kamigawa team. And I, I didn't realize this, but um, Kamigawa was actually the result of their first design search. So now I kind of understand why he's so butthurt and why we will never return there, because you know they actually reached outside of Wizards for that. And apparently he's taken personal offense. I liked the idea of Kamigawa and like Portal 3 Kingdoms, kind of like the ancient Asian lore type thing i would love to see i guess tarkir has some aspects of that with like jeskai but i would like to see a magic set kind of uh explore that flavor again the ancient asian like ninjas and samurai thought that shit was cool as hell man yeah it definitely flavor wise is pretty cool uh ninjutsu is kind of kind of broken i guess I mean, why was the limited format so terrible at that time? Uh, horsemanship was part of it. <laughs> Who doesn't love horsemanship? Horsemanship is Portal 3 Kingdoms. Uh, the limited format, from what I've heard, I, I never actually played it, but it played um, that arcane card. Tim, just look this up. It's in Modern Masters. It's a common. It has splice on arcane and makes them mill three. Dampen Thought. One and one blue for an instant arcane. Target player puts the top four cards of his library into his or her graveyard. Splice onto arcane. One and one blue. So, uh, yeah, that the deck playing that card that Tim just told us about, uh, it just dominated. And it was pretty uninteractive and just like the shits to play against. Uh, that's what was wrong with the limited format. Far constructed, I don't think that a lot of cards were on the same power level as the sets that were out around the time of Kamigawa, which was like Ravnica block. And I want to say um, before that might have been Mirrodin, like Umazawa's Jit. Umazawa's Jit. Two colorless for legendary artifact equipment. Whenever equipped creature deals combat damage, put two charge counters on Umazawa's Jit. Remove a charge counter from Umazawa's Jit. Choose one. Equipped creature gets plus two plus two until end of turn. Creature gets minus one minus one until end of turn, or you gain two life. One of the only cards I can really think of from Kamigawa Block that oh, sees play in any kind of eternal format. Oh, there's so there's so many. There's a uh, Kiki Jiki Mirror Breaker. Kiki-jiki mirror breaker. Oh, God damn it. All right, three mountains and two for 2-2 two, two legendary creature goblin shaman. Haste, tap, put a token that's a copy of target non-legendary creature you control onto the battlefield. That token has haste. Sacrifice it at the beginning of the next end step. There's, uh, okay. there's the two-drop white guy that you got to pay one for the artifacts. The two-drop white guy. Kotaki's War of Wage, one and one white for a 2-1 legendary creature spirit. All artifacts have, at the beginning of your upkeep, sacrifice this artifact unless you pay one. Well, War's Wage, oh, yeah, whatever yeah. his name is. Um, isn't, That's a sideboard card. Isn't that a cheat card like the portal one? Isn't that from Kamigawa? Well, yeah, Goryo's Vengeance. Goryo's Vengeance, one and one black for an instant arcane. Return target legendary creature card from your graveyard to play. That creature gains haste. Remove it from the game at the end of turn. Splice onto arcane, two and a black. Oh, yeah, Goryo's Vengeance, tin fins. Okay. Actually, there's quite a few crucial cards from that block. The thing that's so silly about this is that, I mean, they will never fucking admit this, but flavor is completely interchangeable. There are so few sets out there where the flavor is so tied to the mechanics that are on the cards. You know, well, Dragons is probably... 
Not really. I mean, because there's transform cards that don't have to be werewolves or vampires or shit. It fits nicely, but, you know, it doesn't have to be that the same way that you kind of got the dragons with Tarkir, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but in a shot, you had flashback, the graveyard matters type stuff. And the other big part of the Innistrad top-down design was kind of like the tribal sub-themes. And that was, I, I don't know, man, I feel like Flavor had such a big part with but how you that could, set. You could take something like Graveyard Matters and put that into literally every set, because every story is about some plane getting completely fucked up because Planeswalkers showed up, right? I'm a cat was a graveyard set, too. Hey, Jeff, how powerful are the decks that you and your buddies play with? We don't restrict anything. So, like, I have a Thespian Stage Merit Lage deck. Thespian Stage. Land. Tap. Add one Colos to your mana pool. Two. Tap. Thespian Stage becomes a copy of target land and gains this ability. Merit Lage. Dark Depths. Legendary Snow Land. Dark Depths comes into play with ten ice counters on it. Three mana. Remove an ice counter from Dark Depths. But Dark Depths has no ice counters on it. Sacrifice it. If you do, put an indestructible legendary 2020 Black Avatar creature token with flying name Merit Lage into play. My other buddy has like a ridiculous old school goblin deck, so it just depends. It sounds badass. You ever play EDH? North Commander! No, although I've heard Sid talk about it quite a bit as possibly the best format. It is the best. One, uh, one that we really liked to do back in my casual days was Two Headed Giant. Mm-hmm. Do you have like a two headed giant decks that you guys play? Well, is that where it's you... like two versus two, but you share the same life total? We never played that, but we played like our two headed giant was one person had to play against two people. So basically, you're only taking a turn every three turns, but you still have like a normal format deck. That's cool. It's kind of like Arch Enemy, kind of. I don't know. I didn't, I've never played Arch Enemy. How does that work? There's a couple of different versions and it's so fucking stupid i can't even be smart enough to articulate the differences without hate mail at sids hate mail at gmail.com the last one it's like a whole it's like what four people versus one enemy i think well it's three versus one typically and so the arch enemy has a vanguard deck and vanguards are basically like uh effects that give the um arch enemy the one person that's playing against three people, like huge game-breaking effects. Like, for example, yeah, at the beginning of your upkeep, you gain three life and draw two cards or some crazy crap like that. So it's, it's a format designed for Magic players to pretend to be Nickel Bolas versus Planeswalkers. Right. Exactly. Right, exactly. yeah. Yeah, well, we, we never played that one. <laughs> uh, one that we used to play a lot in my casual days and i even played this at star city one time and it ended up resulting in plenty of retardation was plane chase where you have um something similar to the vanguards except it affects everybody and each turn you can roll the planar dice and what that does is it allows you to switch the cards in the deck like you planeswalk so, for example, like one of them is the Phyrexia layer. It says at the beginning of your upkeep, lose three life unless you discard a card or sacrifice a permanent. You can roll the dice and you can either planeswalk or you can uh, roll chaos and each uh, plane has a chaos effect. And I think like Phyrexia layers one is, you know, you draw a card or something like that if you roll chaos. And then whenever you plans walk away, sometimes uh, they have effects like there's Norn's Dominion, where uh, if you plans walk away from it, it destroys all non-land permanents. But if you roll chaos, you're able to put fate counters on your non-land permanents. So somewhat similar to like Oblivion Stone. That was like something we would play for hours when I was into casual duty. Well, and... That's I so I think it's hilarious that you brought that up, Sid, because like I said, I've been out of the game for like 20 years, and that was one of the formats that I looked at, and I was like, damn, that's really cool. Because part of what I like about <laughs> magic is equalizing spending any way that you can if it comes to format. And so I looked at that one and I was like, oh man, maybe I'll buy that, get back into it that way. But the fact that you're explaining it means that I made a good decision by not 
maybe taking yeah, that you, as the avenue to get back in. You you will start fist fights if you walk into a store and ask if anybody wants to do plane chase. I personally like the dual decks because like if you have a buddy that comes over who's not like geared towards magic, you're not gonna want to fuck him up turn four with your fucking affinity deck. So you have like something that's like kind of just general like you're like these monsters versus these monsters and they're like cool and you're playing the game or if you have like, a girlfriend who's like trying to get into magic that's a good way to like kind of just have two general decks or a sweet supple underage kid at the store who looks like he's struggling and needs a mentor monastery mentor one and one white for a two two catholic priest tap two touch target kid Hey, I need help tying a knot, and he needs that Boy Scout badge, so let's get this done. (laughs) Well, hey, speaking of uh, getting things done, done. you might have seen, and this pops up every few years, the rumors that Hasbro's trying to sell wizards, trying to sell magic, uh, trying to sell something like that. So I guess my big question is, who the fuck is going to buy Magic the Gathering or Wizards of the Coast? I just want to once again point out how long it's been for me and say that I didn't know that Hasbro owned Wizards. See? There you go. It was a money grab back in the day. Them and the Keebler Elf were fighting it over. What'll he think of next? And then Morrow showed up with his giant reindeer horns and mauled everybody. Watch and learn, he says. Well, I was watching. Know what I saw? And pissed on his whole fucking standard. Damn it, Morrow. Maybe that's what happened at Star City Games. It was Santa Claus and Morrow that pissed all over the place. Yeah, Roseanne Barr show up and just roll her way through Star City. While grabbing her crotch. Oh, hi. That's a thrill to be out of the house. So, yeah, I don't know, man. I feel like the time to buy Magic the Gathering is kind of come and gone. But then again, you have this MTG Arena video game that's in beta right now that maybe could see big spike in revenue. But I feel like the kind of nostalgia comeback of the game kind of came and went. What would you do if I sang? I, I don't know, man. I might be full of shit, but I feel like a lot of people, they kind of caught that nostalgia bug around like 2010 up until about 2014. And now like the people that are still playing are kind of like the people that are going to be here and you're not going to get like, I don't know. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Well, Fuck, I, I kind of get what you said. Like, I kind of get what you're saying because I obviously I got bit by the nostalgia bug last year. That's when I started buying physical cards again. I also downloaded like the the mobile one. Nostalgia is incredibly powerful. But then I realized with the mobile game, like I have to spend a shitload of money to be competitive, or I just have to be on my fucking phone all day, and I'm not going to do that. So it's it's powerful, but you know I'm still willing to buy physical cards as opposed to playing the mobile game because that nostalgia is still strong enough you know that doesn't mean that there's a million other dudes my age out there willing to do it and support wizards printing physical cards see wizards of the coast has it right they were doing microtransactions way before any of these fucking apps are doing they're like three dollars a pack three dollars a pack it's just three dollars a pack and you're like i could get the fucking any card and you're just like buying a couple packs here and there and the thing is it is nostalgia you crack a pack you fucking like smell the cards you feel them you're like the smell of new cards is like the best thing ever i think the art on the cards is worth the three dollars it's like i remember buying the, the pack of cards and just being like i have fucking sick ass art i have i have 15 of these little mini posters that are have the fucking like dragons and shit on it. I was a cool kid. I was a really cool kid. It was, it was last week. Right. The thing that kind of gets me is over the past few years, they really have kind of been making this push towards magic as an IP instead of magic just as a card game, you know, with the movie that's never going to happen and how they're rolling all of the uh, digital stuff under one, you know, thing and talking about an MMO and all this other shit that's not going to happen. So maybe they are just trying to pump and dump the IP value because, I mean, let's face it, like who out there is in the market for, you know, the physical 
card games. I mean, like Games Workshop, maybe, and they would just completely fuck it up. I mean, there's there's just not that many players left. So maybe they're trying to unload it on somebody who's interested in IPs like Disney or Amazon or you know, somebody like that who thinks they can take it and run with it. So, John, do you think there's not a future virtually for Magic? Like, is it too late to oh, recruit the kids not. that can't? Okay. Well, here's the deal. is like... Oh, no. Fucking John broke down again. Sid, no more taking him on weekends. You're wearing out the jaw. All right. There you go. Let's boot him back up. Welcome. There's no future for Magic digitally because there's so much baggage. You know, like for you to get into just digital Magic without having played the physical card game is still going to require a gigantic financial commitment for an intangible product. And that is a really, really tough sell for somebody that's never played the game before, you know? And they have such a large library of cards that people will complain if, if you can't play like old formats or this or that. So it's basically like you have to have this fucking encyclopedia of all these cards and interactions and shit like that just to make a game. So they try to do like the user-friendly ones like Duels of the Planeswalkers and shit like that. And I liked back in the day, like 2013 and 12 and stuff like that, they had pre-made decks. So you didn't have to buy shit to like be competitive. You just had to know how to build a deck. Like you'd get seven, like eighty cards, and you had to like build sixty out of it and play it. Yeah, and I think I played a couple of those, you know, in my interim twenty years. Like, just you know, <laughs> somebody at a party was like, "Oh, you play Magic? Check out what my kid has." Um, but I'm I'm curious in terms of, especially John, like you talking about it being an IP for eventual sale. Is that same thing going to happen with like Dungeons and Dragons? Because well, I don't yeah, that's, see a lot of 14-year-olds right now like forming gaming groups and playing D&D that's, every week. That's the interesting thing, too, is because if they were to you know, lock, stock, and barrel sell Wizards of the Coast, they'd also be selling uh, D&D, Avalon Hill, Pathfinder, um, you know, some of those other ones. And, I mean, like, you know, the D&D stuff and the wargaming stuff, that's always just going to be a steady state kind of thing, and it's going to make its money, and it's always going to be horribly expensive, and that's fine, you know, Really, like the uh, other stuff, like uh, Magic and Pokemon and all that, are the ones that are actually pushing, uh, you know, like Tim said, kind of the microtransaction thing. I mean, if you're playing D&D, you're going to buy, like, what, a $50 book once every three or four years, something like that? Uh, well, D&D is almost like a subscription service now. So you subscribe yes. to D&D Insider, and basically whenever they come out with new supplemental materials, you have well, access right, but to my, it. Right. My point is that that's the cost of doing that is nothing. I mean, they're always going to make money hand over fist on that because they're just you know literally paper, printing you know magazine paper. I discovered something better than precious metal <laughs> that are worth their weight in gold. Yeehaw! I mean, with the, with the cards and with the foils and with the rarities and the supplementals and all this other shit. I mean, there's a huge, huge amount of money that goes into keeping that going up front. And then you never know when a set's going to, well, <laughs> you know, hopefully you should know when a set's going to backfire. But it's the same amount of money goes into printing some utter shit like Kaladesh as opposed to a winner like Innistrad. You know what, though? It, they just, they had too many money grabs. They came out with, like, so many sets that you're like, fuck, they want me to spend money on this now? They want me to spend money on this now? Gold! Where it's like, it wasn't, nothing was special anymore. I remember back in the day when a set would come out, it, you'd be amped for it. Like, now it's just like, another set's coming out. Gotta see what fucking cards are in this fucking set. And it's like, yeah, standard gets solved pretty quick and this and that, but I think banning isn't the way you do it. I think you just you just let the meta stale out and people will build decks to beat those decks eventually. Here's my bold prediction. Everybody ready? Drum roll, please. 
They're gonna sell. Is that a good drum roll? Yeah. Hey, sounds like you, uh, ladies, sit on your speaker. I'm like Howard Stern in that movie. I fucking remember that. Bold prediction. They're gonna sell it, and it's go to gonna go to somebody big like Disney or Amazon. Why would they sell on the cusp of this MTG Arena coming out? Because they know it's going to fail? Well, if, here's the thing. is All this adds value to a company, and if you look at this purely from like an economic market standpoint, all these announcements they're doing is just to add value to the Magic IP. Whether it happens or not, it doesn't fucking matter. It's probably not going to happen. Arena is probably never going to happen either. I'll say that one on the record. Or if it does, it's not going to live up to expectations. But you take it, you, you make a cut, and you say, okay, everything you know before here, we'll divide it into you know vintage, modern, and frontier. And then from this day forward, we're going to take the 25, 30 years of experience. We're going to build set number one for you know standard, and we're just rebooting it from this point forward. You know, none of this overlapping, none of these extra rules. We're going to make a pure, clean break from everything and redo it, because that's the only way that they're going to make enough money to move all those packs and get anything back on their investment. I could see that maybe digitally. I don't know. I think people still want to play with the old cards, and it's like a collector's market. So people want their cards to like keep value, the old shit at least. I completely agree with you, Tim, but I would say, John, <laughs> make sure that you save this episode forever, because if and when that happens, you'll be able to write a book and live oh, off the royalties. Well, you know, here's the thing. It's like, you know, you talk about the collector's market and all that. An infinitesimally small number of people in this country play magic. True or false? <laughs> I don't know. A lot of people I know play Magic. Well, okay. It might be because yeah. I'm always hanging out at the game Let's, store, bro. But, you know, look, look at what Amazon did with Twitch. You know, look at how much it blew up when they started giving people free Twitch access with their Amazon Prime and everything. So, you know, let's just say for the sake of argument, Amazon buys it and you start getting a free pack of digital cards or maybe even a free pack of physical cards with every fucking Prime order. You're going to have literally triple, quadruple the number of people just because they're like, huh, what the hell is this that I got for free? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Then you lower the value of the cards if if, if you just throw, toss them out to people. The cards doesn't matter to wizards at all. Value of the cards only matters to the secondary market, right? Yeah. If Hasbro or this company that would buy Magic the Gathering, could they say like, hey, assholes, I hear that you have this thing called the reserve list where you won't print these cards, but if we printed them, people would literally pay like ridiculous amounts for just one copy of it. So fuck you print these cards right now because I own you. Do you think they would do it? Do you think that's like a contract that they have to? Sean, if you got rid of the secondary market, would you want to buy a booster pack of cards? Well, here's the thing, Tim is you're, you're completely starting over. Like, all those people in the secondary market, I mean, there's still people out there playing the Warcraft card game. There's still people out there playing, you know, fucking any defunct board game that Hard you can think of. Vanguard. That's, yeah. that's why they were trying to get me into it at pre-release, and I was like, this is so fucking confusing. But look, Matter of cool. fact, you could, you could even like totally say, like, hey, look, Star City, Trojan, all those other people, we don't care. You own this shit now. Everything that has to do with cards... You know, before a certain date, that's all you. Go nuts. Have fun. Those TCG games, those other ones, you're like, you have like 50,000 life and then you're doing like 20,000 damage to something. You're like, this doesn't even make sense. I'm, I'm out. I'm out. Just give me like one or two. I'm cool with that. Like, hit you for two. But can you even imagine, like, if you were to make one core set, like one 300 card core set that was free from every bullshit, restriction, ban list, interaction, whatever. Can you imagine how baller that set would be? Well, John, you said corset really strongly twice, and I thought you meant a corset, like something a woman would wear to the Renfest. And then, and then when you mentioned removing all restrictions, I was like, doesn't that defeat the point? John's a fucking 
millionaire. I don't know if you actually knew that, Jeff. So he actually, his wife, which is actually him in drag, owns a corset <laughs> made from Power Nine. Uh, it's like fucking time twisters and uh, <laughs> mock emeralds. And it's mock time movies. time twister titty twister. Yeah, I was gonna ask: Are the time twisters directly over the nipples? Because if not, you fucked it up. Well, it's don't tell Jeff we have money. God damn, fucking blow. No, we don't have money. <laughs> John, John, <laughs> blowing up our shit. Go ahead, fuck. Uh, I'm hey, completely. Listen, I mean, you can add this in or not. I don't care. Like, you know, I I told Tim when I was on Patreon the first time. The only reason I was willing to shell out some what do you call them, Sid? Ducats? Yeah, the yeah. Ducats. Yeah, yeah, the, the only reason Patreon. I'm shelling out. Yeah, no, it's not because of Patreon. It's because I met Tim at FNM, and he was wearing a Magic and Hash hoodie, and. We played, and he was the only person in the like three FNMs I went to at that shop that weren't a dick. And I was like, "All right, it's not as bad as I was reading about. I can actually go to a shop and play as an old guy getting back into it." So, good job, Tim! Round of applause for Tim. Consummate promoter, Tim. I did give him a blowjob in between rounds, but I feel like I feel like I earned this one. Yeah, no, that's well, okay though because he's not a kid, so. That's, no, you're totally within your right of age to suck that yeah. dick. Right. This one felt legal. It felt good. Now I can't listen to this podcast with my wife because she's going to find out what you did to me. I can't believe she lets you give us money. That's fucking crazy, dude. What? Who? Well, you never know. She might be into it. Have you ever asked her? Oh, that's that, John. Thank you. I'll give you an edited version. Yeah. After this, you just have to say things like, I love my wife. And I'll just edit it throughout the whole fucking thing. <laughs> there you go. And I love my wife. I'll put that at the very beginning of the episode, all the wife compliments so that you can only just, just let her listen to the first five seconds and be like, all right, that's it. Um, I'll listen to the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> I love when my wife, uh, Let's me leaves me alone and just lets me play magic with my girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> what are, what are wives and girlfriends like anymore? I don't know. I have um, Tinder dates and um, I'm saving up for an ice cream truck. Sid, let's put protection on it. Hey, wait to, way to reference earlier material, Tim. Let's wrap it up. Sid, where can we find you? Well, right now it sounds like you can find me at the bottom of the ocean because everybody sounds like they're underwater, but it just could... Uh, oh, hello? Sorry, my mute button You're was good. on. Sid, why are there so many old people in church? Well, because all the young people got scared away by a pedophile. No, they're grief. cramming for their final. And Uh, oh, uh, okay. Joke's wrap it up. We go wrap it up. That's it. All right, Sid. we the the Patreon and uh, your your Twitter at sidtwits.com. Yes. Yep. I'll edit it back from an old episode. Uh, you can check me out over on the Twitters at the Sid Meister, and of course, check us out on over at patreon.com forward slash magic and hash where you can give us your money and in turn you will get access to the show early uh, exclusive merchandise and some other patreon only benefits that i can't even tell you about here because it's a secret patreon.com forward slash magic and hash john where can we find you uh, you can find me at you don't have to be lonely at pedosonly.com, aka www.wizardsofthecoast.com. And uh, John, I thought you were getting uh, mail at lemonparty.org. Uh, yeah, that's right. Still volunteering for the Lemon Party, gearing up for the uh, 2018 midterms. So, uh, you know, if you're bitter, go to lemonparty.org. Jeff, do you want people contacting you? Because you are a cash cow, so. I don't know. Um, yeah, I guess 
I'll give you this. You can generally find me suffering through blowjobs from Tim in a parking lot somewhere in Longmont, Colorado. Lies. They were great blowjobs. You notice I, I give a real toothy blowjob, though, because it's like, you have to know it's a blowjob from me. I want you to remember it. And, and the thing is, if, if I don't do that, you'll get it over too quickly. You're, you're always chewing gum. That's the problem, dude. You got to spit the gum out. Thanks for joining us, Jeff. Uh, we should do this again. That was fun. I don't know. Thank you. Hit us up at magicandhash at gmail.com with all your inquiries. Magic underscore Timmy on Twitter. Tim Kempter on Facebook. Hit any of us up, we'll add you to our Facebook group. Thanks for getting blissed with us. Peace out. Oh, damn. What is a dog? I forgot it's Mother's Day. Didn't get a gift for her. Other plans got in the way. She'll be so disappointed. Damn, I forgot it too. This could have been avoided. What the hell are we gonna do? My mom's been so alone ever since my daddy left. Go. No one to hold her tight. Life has put her to the test.